Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to The Things We Do For Love, the podcast about the things we do for love. The things we do for love. The things we do for love. Yeah. Great clapping, guys. Um, This is a podcast that celebrates the lengths we go to in the name of love. Um, I'm the queen of crazy in love. I think that love is a bit like a drug and it makes you do things that are kind of still in the vein of you, but you're pushed slightly out of your comfort zone, especially when you're trying to get someone to go out with you. Um, I don't mean crazy in love as in, um, like, I've cooked you a stew containing your ex's toenails. (laughs) Or crazy in love as in this guy that um, I know who went out with a girl uh, who was Russian when we were at college who didn't speak any English at all and once got a can of Coke and held it out in front of her and went, "Uh, uh, uh, uh," until he opened it for her. (laughs) So we're going to talk about all the things that we do uh, in the name of love. And uh, I've got a very special guest tonight. Um, He is a comedian, a broadcaster, (laughs) and a dear, dear friend of mine. (laughs) And his hair is like it's made um, out of wool and a child put it on a drawing that they've made (laughs) with love. It is the one, the only, Josh Whittacombe! Hello, Josh. Yes, there's your Um, mic. Hello. There was a definite sense of a question mark after the word comedian. We all heard that. I think I'm going to say broad... I think I'm going to say broad... Don't say broadcaster. No? Okay. I don't know what that really is. I suppose it's... Isn't it what someone says when they do... I don't know. I always consider that Stuart McConey would have the word broadcaster written under his name. Okay. And I'm not in his league. Oh, you're in in a very high league, though, my friend. Yeah, but McConey's in a league of his own, mate. I suppose he is, yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll try and get him We're talking about who I'm in love with, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I thought we could start off tonight by... um, I was thinking about the fact that I used to really rope my friends in when I was... You know when you're at school and you fancy someone? I couldn't Mm. just... I couldn't tackle it on my own. I would have to involve... Don't tackle it. That's the worst way to... (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. (laughs) At least go with he. Um, But um, (laughs) what did you do? Well, I used to do stuff like... um, I wrote this song... uh, I wrote this song about this guy called Jack... um, Mm. 
that went Jack, 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 March. Just so I put his surname in in case he was, you know. Is there any situation in which you don't write a song? <laughs> no, it's like my whole life. It's like I'm living in singing in the rain. Don't invite Izzy to the funeral. Um... <laughs> Guys, I've been working on this for ages. I learned a minor especially. Um, yeah, I put his surname in. Uh, yeah. So it was like Jack, 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 March. Then I repeated that, Jack, 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 March. And I shouted, Jack, March! Just in case he hadn't heard. Yeah. Um, and then it was like, Jack, I really love your blonde hair. It's enough to make people stare. Jack, I really hate it when you give me a glare. Why can't we be a pair? You think so far, if you were Jack March, you would have... No. Because <laughs> he was clearly giving you a glare. Oh, yeah. The only one of the three sentences that he was active in was a negative towards you. <laughs> I thought it might be a glare. You know, like when someone fancies you and they sort of give you a glare, but really, does anyone else know what that means? No, everyone's shaking their heads. It's more like when you're trying to um, convince yourself someone fancies you. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, so you'd kind of... You want to place the the fact that they um, fancy you, which they don't, onto everything they do. So you'd overinterpret their glare as a look of love. Okay. Or... Yeah. No. Um, Am I the only? I don't. Yeah. No? no. I know what you're saying. If you, if you, what if you want to convince yourself that someone fancies you? Yeah. If they say, like you're looking at me now. Don't, yeah. I you could do it. Like now, if I, if I thought you fancied me, I'd you didn't misinterpret everything to try and convince yourself. So I'd go. Well, it's not just that she was short of a guest. <laughs> <laughs> She's clearly thought, well, maybe if I start a podcast about love, I won't, won't book it first episode. That'd be too obvious. <laughs> then I'll send him off the send by proposing before the second episode. <laughs> but I would be thinking that. That's what you do, isn't it? I no? suppose, yeah? yeah. Yeah, but sometimes you're right, aren't you? Right, yeah, once. Like, in, then, well, not once, but like, yeah, yeah you're in, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, but I suppose I know what you mean. Like, if you want to... I don't know, maybe with you, Izzy, it's just a a string of successes. I don't know. (laughs) No, there have been a lot of... uh, Jack March, I imagine, being the first. There have been a lot of Jack Marches over the years. Um, Beware uh, the Ides of March. Doesn't mean anything, but I (laughs) thought it was clever. I'm trying to think of the second verse now to see if I misinterpreted anything. Uh, So, yeah, Jack, I really love your blue eyes. See, he's not done anything there, has he? No, I suppose, no, he hasn't. Well, he hasn't changed them with contact lenses. And if he knows that my favourite no, colour is blue, then, you know, no, that is well, a sign. Exactly. Yeah, is it, is it blue? Uh, well, no, actually, it's red. <laughs> <laughs> but what a sinister way to try and woo you than by turning his eyes red. Jack, are you an yes. albino? No, I'm in love with you. I, uh... <laughs> well, I guess it could work if I only looked at photos of him. <laughs> Is that what happens with you? You look at old photos with a bad flash and think... Yeah, before you have the equipment to change people's eyes. Yeah. Um, Jack, I really love your blue eyes. They're as blue as the bluest skies. Yeah, well, that's, that's not great. there, is that, it? That, yeah, that was filler. Um, There's and then no it was, new uh, information there. Well, this is right? actually quite... I mean, if you're taking, if you're taking your umbrage already, I don't think you're going to like the next bit. Jack, I really hate it when we have to say bye. For you, I would die. Crikey, Moses. Do you think that's... <laughs> Fucking hell. Would you have? I don't think... I don't, I, the, what annoys me most is you don't mean it. Yeah. If, if, if die hadn't worse. rhymed with bye, 
<laughs> Did you even say bye? That's the question. So how close were you at school? So he was at a different school from me. I was at Highfield School. <laughs> and he was at Umbridge. Um, <laughs> he was at Anthony Gell. Anthony what a weird Gell, name for yeah. school, isn't it? But that was the name of it. In Bonsall. So it was like yeah. a good sort of... Everest sounds so exotic in Derbyshire, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, you haven't heard of uh, Ashby de la Zouche? I've yeah. played Ashby de la Zouche have for you? Spiky Mike. Oh, yeah, there's a gig there. Yeah. That's not going to mean anything to, no, no. Uh, to anyone apart from other comics. There's a promoter called yeah. Spiky yeah, Mike. Sorry, that yeah. this, <laughs> is, this is what you would do for promoters, isn't it? This podcast, sorry, carry on. Um, there's a promoter called Spiky Mike yeah. who. Um, uh, a comic called Kevin likes to call Mr. Mike, as if Mike's his surname. But it's I, I honestly reckon we lost them when we mentioned Spiky Mike. I don't know why we've continued. <laughs> Spiky I was Mike, willing if you're to listening. Jump, I was willing to jump off the Spiky Mike boat, but you were still paddling away. So, um, yeah, for you I would die. I don't think I would have died for him, but I think I would have sort of... What, I think would I would have had like a paper Alice? cut or... Would I die for Ellis? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Because I've asked him the same question. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, That's a hard... I mean, actually... Would you undergo a 50-50 kidney operation? What's that? Well, he needs a kidney. (laughs) Off you. They they, they reckon you are a match. But you going under and having your kidney gone is 50-50 whether you're going to come back out. Oh, right, okay. So I might... It's gone very dark very quickly, hasn't it? I'd say you shouldn't because you've got a child. So you should go, I can't play the... I've got to play the percentages here, Al. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'd do it if it was like um, 75... Oh, God, I thought that was the ghost of Alice. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'd maybe do it if it was um, 75-25. 75-25. Well, maybe in the future it will be, so fingers crossed. <laughs> in favour of staying alive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't just like to... I like to live life on the edge. 50-50 isn't enough. Oh, <laughs> if it's 50-50, do it, you do it, but get drunk. That's fine. Um. Jack, I really love your lovely mouth. I wonder, is it facing north or south? <laughs> I imagine... <laughs> I imagine by verse three, south. Um, uh, Jack, I really love your lovely mouth. I wonder if it's facing north or south. It would be sweet if it was facing south. Even better if it was facing my mouth. Oh my God, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? How old were you guys? So I think we were about... uh, Yeah. 28. <laughs> we were 13. 13. Because um, me and my friend Joe fancied two best friends. Uh, she was my best friend, and we fancied two uh, best friends. Yeah. Th- that often happens, doesn't it? Yeah, because that I don't think... one of you fancies one person, and then your mate has to fancy them. I mate. think when you're at school, you're still trying to work out what fancying is. So often you kind of just fancy the idea of fancying them, so it's just circumstance. Yes, I know what you mean. I, I remember reading my diary once and it said, it's all round the school that I'm going out with you, Liam Duggan, but I don't think I am. <laughs> that For kind a start, of thing happens. you're not interested because very little rhymes with Duggan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. To, to Boggan, <laughs> close rhyme. I'd like to... Clive Orange was into you, no interest in him, was there? <laughs> 
sorry. Widgetcom, well, I'm glad I wasn't at school with you. Widgetcom, cheers, mate. Yeah. No, it's very well. I suppose, but then you're not like, rhyming with Jack. Um, what was he called? Jack South. March. Back March. Jack South. Yeah. <laughs> He's a detect detective I'm working at. <laughs> it's a character. He's a character. I'm going to do him at the Spiky Mike's gig. Um, Jack March. March. Well, I've avoided rhyming anything with March in that song. Yeah, which... Oh, my God. Punch. What an open goal for the second follow-up song. I know. For the B-side. I know. Well, I fancied his best parched. mate as well. Parched. You know, yeah, parched. You... But it's... Yeah, no, it's a close rhyme, Josh. Um, you're not a musician. Parched and understand. <laughs> Oh, parch, yeah, parch. Don't... My love is parched. Marched. I mean, you said we were going to throw this open to the audience. <laughs> yeah, can anyone think of a rhyme with march that could go in a love song? Oh, yep. Oh yeah, Great. good stuff. I'll kiss yeah. you under an arch. And you gave context. Where were you in 1991? Kissing under an arch. That's I good. Right. Yes. With a diamond ring, <laughs> ready to give to your brother's girlfriend. Um, if, and if anyone hasn't listened to the first podcast, they won't get that at all. <laughs> and that kind of pleases me. Um, does anyone have a better rhyme than under the arch? Starch. Starch. You don't That's hear about starch much anymore, do you? <laughs> so, you don't. It was big when we were kids. Sorry, I've gone into my stand-up. <laughs> Whatever happened to starch? Yeah. Whatever happened to white dog pulling starch? <laughs> starch is very good. Yeah. I mean, maybe if he had a wheat allergy, um, I definitely won't feed you any starch. Yeah. She was stiff as starch. Oh, yeah. She was stiff as starch. I mean, that sounds really dirty. I don't really know. Yeah, it would what... be, do I make you as stiff as starch? Oh, right? yes. Yeah. That's good. That's what I said. Oh, is it? <laughs> With that threatening accent, I'll accept that. I, uh... How about this? Okay. I'd like to keep you close to my heart. I'd no, like to keep not, you close to my nah, heart. He's nah. good, but his name isn't Jack Mart. Um... <laughs> But that could be the last line when you've charmed them enough that they won't notice that it doesn't exactly rhyme. Yeah, so, that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Between you, you've, um, if only we could find Jack... Oh, no, I'm engaged. And also, he had really, really long hair. I don't think that I'd fancy him now if I saw him. No. So, yeah. Can I talk to you about your engagement? Yeah. Am I allowed to ask questions? Yeah. Okay. Got, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. How, much, how solid is that? No. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 um, so I was there when you got engaged. Yes. Your book launch. Um, and... Um, it was totally off the cuff? Is that a question? <laughs> it's as much as a question as the word comedian. <laughs> uh, no, but what I mean is, um, yes. had you and Alice discussed, like, had you ever thought I'm going to be the one that proposes to Alice? Uh, no, I hadn't ever thought that. We've discussed it a lot, and we've got a, a baby, um, and we've, we've bought a house, so it only seemed right that I flounced down an aisle in a virginal white dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, perhaps before I'm 80. Um, I, we had always sort of got... Ellis, um, Ellis is another comedian who's best friends with Josh. That. <laughs> that sounded like another... I, I, <laughs> I, I, I am the... Um, I'm the last person that um, 
kind of uh, continuously shared a bed with Ellis before he got together with you. That's true. Would you like to tell us about that? No. <laughs> Uh, no, well, me and Alice had both gone through uh, breakups just before, uh, maybe a year before we got together with you. Would that be right? Yeah. And um, and so Alice lived in Cardiff at the time, so he used to come up and gig. And so it just seemed easier that he'd share my double bed. I think it's lovely. It was very nice. He still when he rings me. So uh, however long that was ago, the photo is me taken from a, a adjacent pillow. <laughs> it's me taking a photo of him from an adjacent pillow. You know when I started going uh, out. It very much is a case of what could have been. <laughs> if only I'd found a rhyme for Ellis. No, no, let's not do that. <laughs> Tre- trellis. Um, but yeah, um, sorry. sorry. No, that's fine. I like. I love sharing a bed with friends. I think it's. Brilliant. It's good, it's like the it? last, yeah. Because there's no pressure. <laughs> that's true, yeah, yeah, that's true. There's no pressure to no, do. It's yeah. pure platonic love. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, well, there were, yeah. No, and again, there was a bit of pressure, but I said no. Uh, but, um, <laughs> and then he got, toge- he got together with you while you. Uh, I don't know, this isn't This Is Your Life, but. Um, <laughs> I remember being with you a couple of days before he got together with this you. This is a really good best man speech, by the way. I don't know. It's not going that well. I'm stumbling all over the shop. Uh, luckily, you'd interrupt it with a song. But um, I... <laughs> Will you do a song at your wedding? Oh, I don't know. Will you come down the aisle playing the guitar? <laughs> yeah. God, can you imagine... <laughs> Sort of knocking people out with the, <laughs> on the like keys on the left hand side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, definitely will. Yeah. No, I once I mean, saw Ellis do so... a song at a wedding. Sorry, and then we will continue. Did you? Oh, this was one of the greatest moments of my life. So, Mike Wozniak, who's a very good comedian, comedian, and uh, <laughs> an actor, and um, we went to his wedding. So, um, and his wife Lucy was from a Welsh family. So we got there um, in extra. I think it was. Me, Alice, and Henry Packer, and then we got there, and the father of the bride, or someone like that, came up to Alice and said, um, Alice, um, there's a Welsh hymn and no one knows the, the lyrics or the tune. <laughs> For us, are you right to stand at the front and lead the song? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fucking glorious. <laughs> it went all right, but at the, that moment will go down in, because there's no way you can say no, no on someone's can't. wedding day in the church. Of it before, wouldn't you? Not thought. Oh, I hope some Welsh bloke turns up and we can get him to. <laughs> That's the only reason he invited Ellis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, sorry, um, I keep digressing. No, no, no. Um, so, yeah, no, I, we all, sort of always half talked about it and then um, I just wanted to give him a bit of a kick up the arse. But I don't know if you remember when I asked him, um, I really quickly added. So, he was eating a, a steak. And he eats really slowly, doesn't he? Awful. It's absolutely awful. And he was boxed then, in yeah. to a booth, uh, and he was slowly eating this steak and talking about history and football. And then Basically, there was no way he was going to leave, is that what you're saying? Yeah, I had to wait until he couldn't get out. Um, and then I got up and said, will you marry me? And then he couldn't... It took him ages to get it... He, he had a mouthful of steak wavering between his mouth and the plate. He didn't know what to do. And then he got out and said... And then I, he said yes, and I really quickly shouted so everyone could be witness, will you pay for the ring? And he said, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, when the girl proposes to the boy... So has he... You've got a ring, but he hasn't, or has he No, he hasn't one? got one. He doesn't want one. No, 
Do men wear engagement rings? No, I mean, gay men do, um, because I met... A... Well, I'm not going to comment on it. <laughs> no, that, that I met a gay man once, uh, you know, in the dust cloud. Um, no, I've uh, yeah. only met, met one gay, gay man. man in a dust I, met, I met a gay man in I a dust cloud. A gay man. <laughs> it's about as rare as the dust cloud, isn't it? <laughs> Do you remember the dust cloud that stopped all the flights? Um, yeah. I got stranded in um, a Mexican-themed hotel on the outskirts of Disneyland. Because I was and coming back. And you met ba- a gay man? I met a gay man, yes. It wasn't all a dream, Josh. Um, the, the airliner, we, we had to land in, in Paris instead of London. I was coming back from Australia. And um, had, I spent a couple of nights in this Mexican-themed hotel that played Mexican music on a loop. And um, I just got together all the, all the cool dudes and we all just went and got hammered in Paris. And we had to wait for a bus company to come from Sussex to take us to the ferry because they weren't insured if they were French. Anyway, two yeah. days in Paris? Yeah, and there was a game. You know that it's like an hour from London. <laughs> Yeah, but it was the dust cloud. Yeah, of all the places that's not going to be affected, the Euro Tunnel is surely going to be <laughs> the least dusty of all. Yeah. <laughs> or is this a very old anecdote? <laughs> yeah, the dust cloud of 1978. <laughs> no, uh, I didn't think of that really. I just, I just got drunk. <laughs> Um, and I was in a group with, with weirdly there were two surgeons in a group of six random oh, people and one and, and a gay man who was very good looking nice yeah. man and he was wearing an engagement ring and I didn't realise I didn't realise he was gay and I kept going did your girlfriend wear one and you wear one and he was like um, uh, it's not really like that and then we'd just have another drink then when I got back I went onto Facebook and realised he was gay and oh. I would not thought about that so you know I think gay you know it's up to yeah. them but yeah, yeah. I would imagine the couple makes the decision do they call it an engagement ring <laughs> that's good I would yeah I, I would either way yeah um, do you think you'd wear do you think if you not an engagement ring no I don't think do you think, think you'd wear a wedding ring um not on a bloody night out no I'm <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I think I would definitely although I've got quite like thin fingers like you no, um, mine aren't thin. Mine are like. Oh, I thought you had. No, I thought you had problems with a big ring. Like, well, I suppose. I didn't mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean. But what did Ellis just buy you a big man's engagement? <laughs> <laughs> no, he bought. I think. I, I think uh, I'm being a bit too uh, meek about having it reduced. I keep going down by half a size. Oh, it's like when you go to get your hair cut and you don't get te- enough taken off. Yes, it's totally like that. Yeah, I just need to bite the bullet and go down to a J. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, little tip. This is good for, good for your love podcast. If you're thinking of getting a girl engagement ring, this is what Mike Wozniak did. Uh, look at a ring she's already wearing. Like, then just pop it on your finger. Feel where it stops. Yeah. And then you go into the place and go, oh, I got it, and it stopped there. Wow. Yeah. But then That's he's, what happens. Yeah. he's a wonderful man. <laughs> That's what happens when a man proposes to you. <laughs> next time, next time. Jack March, are you listening? <laughs> Do you know what's happened to Jack March? I think he became a dentist. Two surgeons and a dentist, what are the chances? Jack March wasn't involved with the dust cloud, unless he'd had a dramatic appear- appearance change. <laughs> with all the dust um, did you ever do anything like that when you were little can you remember the first thing that you did uh, no I didn't I was thinking about because um, <clears throat> I thought I should um, 
even think about my romantic history when I was preparing to go on this. When I was 10, I started a club, uh, an after-school club called Marble Mania. Marble Mania? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mainly because there was a girl who fancied me and I thought she'd never rhyme mania. No, um... <laughs> No, uh, I fancy... Uh, they said you could change the name. It doesn't matter, does it? I, oh, I, yeah. You change, change the name if you want. and don't. I mean, I haven't changed Jack, Jack March's name. No, well, that would have caused uh, so many more problems. God, I mean, if I changed it to Jack April and then I had to sort of re- rework the whole song in my head, no. Um, but you change the name if you want to. No, no, I won't. Yeah. I wasn't going to. Good. But now I'm starting to consider I will. Don't do it. No. Okay, so there was this girl called um, Stephanie Tiley, who I quite fancied. Um... We were from very different sides of the track as well. She, she, this is how different sides of the track. I used to have um, homemade brown bread sandwiches in my lunchbox. She had five separate chocolate bars. Like big chocolate bars? No, like, like she'd have a breakaway, a five, four, three, two, one, a trio, a club, and a Kit Kat. Got to have a balanced diet, haven't you? I, um, and did you used to have an apple and she used to have like I'd a fab? I'd have an apple um, <laughs> she'd have a fab. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and obviously she'd have, a, have, she'd have a Kiora and I'd have some coconut juice. <laughs> and, uh, I'd, um, well, I can go into my lunch box if you want. Help uh, oh. <laughs> start bit, bit a, like this. Bit of early 90s humour for you there. Not for the first time with my act, but um, I, I'd, I'd have the homemade, homemade, quite tough brown bread. Do you mean that the bread was homemade or that the sandwiches had been made? No, I mean, well, both. <laughs> we didn't, they, yeah, no, my dad baked the bread at home and then took it to Subway and made them make the sandwiches. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, seriously, your dad used to bake bread? 
He still does, yeah. Every day? Every morning? Or? No, not every morning. <laughs> I mean, have you not heard the warnings about starch? Um, That's incredible, though. Like, I think well, I, you're, you are younger than me, but I... I... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm 32. I'll be 33 when this goes out. Uh, OK, and, um... and I'm 37, so actually there isn't that much... There's not that much, in it? So I, I think the idea of someone baking bread when I was at school would have been like, oh, my God. I, I should give you some context as to where I grew up. Um, I grew up on Dartmoor, um, and uh, at my primary school, uh, there were four people in my year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, so, I, yeah. Did it, so, do people just take to baking bread? No, no, that wasn't. That wasn't. That had nothing to do with the bread, but it was just like a kind of a kind of rural I, like existence. A rural existence. Um, okay. So, yeah. Has I, anyone I, else? Anyone in the audience used to get? Bread baked at home when they were. How old were you when it started? Are you going to make me touch a doll, enemy? <laughs> Where did he feed you? Um... A plaited doll that's been baked for forty-five minutes. Um, Ten people. No, no, throughout my life. Okay, so is any, anyone? Else no, we haven't had an uptake. Don't push them. Someone at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah you sir. For you guys. Yeah. How old were you at the back when it started? I hope someone walks in now. How old? Ten. Ten? Right, okay. How old are you now? Forty-six. Forty-six. Lovely accent. So there we go. Forty-six. That's, that's longer ago than when my bread experiences began. Okay, yeah. Did you grow up on Dartmoor? In Croydon. In Croydon. <laughs> Just be Dartmoor and Croydon. Did anyone else have bake, bread? Yes, bread bread? yes hello. Where, where did you grow up? Lancashire. Lancashire. And how old were you when it began? It's, just it's, it's not always been like that. Are you, you're acting like this is the most bizarre thing you've ever heard in your life. My mum was a real health freak when I was growing up. Like she used to put wheat germ into mashed potato and stuff and make it taste disgusting. But I know. Oh God, it was awful. Um, but I, I just can't imagine. I think I'm very impressed, really, and it's showing itself. I mean, this is like I was talking about earlier. I'm effectively giving you a glare, but underneath, yeah. I'm really envious. Well, you could start making. You've got how old's Betty now? Two? No, one um, and a half. Eighteen months. Yeah, eighteen months. So, if you started making bread now, um, then you, she'd only have memories of you making bread. Yeah, and she'd and never know. Thirty, thirty-one years down the line. She'd be trying to get through an anecdote but interrupted for five minutes of that. <laughs> okay, I want to take you through the rest. No, I'll take you through the rest of my lunchbox if you want. Yes, please, and I want to know about Marble Mania. Um, so, um, uh, I had a, a, a brown bread sandwich, which would be like cheese or whatever, and then I. Did he make the cheese himself? <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> no, people don't do that, do they? Well, I don't know. Did anyone ever have cheese made? For them? <laughs> no, not yes. Did he? It's the guy from Lancashire's granddad made, it, and someone at the back had cheese made for them. Yogurt. So, so the, yeah, we'll just go back to the question. Go on then. So, uh, one, one cheese. I'm not counting the yogurt. And um, so cheese, so cheese sandwich. Yeah. Um, 
Then I'd have a uh, maybe a, a tracker bar. With choc chips or...? If I was lucky. <laughs> On a bad day, a pack of sesame snaps. <laughs> You've been a bit naughty. <laughs> You're only getting sesame snaps no, today. You haven't eaten all your bread. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then... Now, I don't know if I remember these right, but there was a kind of healthy organic crisp. And the brand was Hedgehog. There we go, one person. I've never heard of that. Give me a cheer if you've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awful, weren't they? Was that awful. sort of like the equivalent of carob? Oh, yeah, I, I, well, we'd occasionally see carob in that lunchbox. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we yeah. saw Awful carob. stuff, carob. I know, I know. But yeah. not to eat at all. Uh, what was this podcast about? <laughs> it's called Hedgehogs and Carrots. Um, oh, so, yeah, so, oh, yeah, your, so your lunchbox would basically be like the dream of a modern person who is like into going to the gym or whatever. Yeah, you know? apart from, I suppose, the carbs, but yes. Um, but on the whole, like compared to what people used to eat in the 80s, so imagining Stephanie... 90s. Yeah, oh, yeah, 90s, yeah. Come on. Sorry. So, yeah. But she was all, you know... All those, and then maybe some watsits or something. So and so, white bread. I don't even think she was knocking on the door of sandwiches. <laughs> so five fun-sized chocolate bars and yeah. some watsits. Yeah, not very fun-sized for her cholesterol. I can tell you that for free. <laughs> so anyway, she was beautiful, which is insane considering what she was putting into her body. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so me and my friend Thomas Bosons started a, um, a club, like an after-school club, to kind of... But we were only ten, so you don't really know what you're trying to kind of... You just wanted to spend time with girls. Yeah, yeah. And marbles were big at the time, because I seemed to grow up in an Enid Bolleian book. And <laughs> So we started a club called Marble Mania and we, we'd have a disco and my brother, Henry, made me a tape because he was three and a half years older so he'd recorded songs off the radio that we'd play and we'd have a disco in the living room with my other friend, Adam Kampkin. Um, Adam Kampkin? <laughs> well, James Acaster is obsessed with the fact that every child in my school does sound like they're from an Enid Blyton novel. <laughs> I can remember, Adam, Adam and Christopher Kampkin, Joanna Porter's Jenna Waghorn. <laughs> oh yes Christopher Honeywell and, um... oh the best I've got from primary school are Richard Peach and James Murgatroyd <laughs> yours, are, yours are incredible James Murgatroyd sounds like the kind of person that if you're in Shoreditch you'd see a post for them doing a DJ set <laughs> yeah fresh from Ibiza <laughs> Murgatroyd's back in town <laughs> James Murgatroyd probably has never had Brad bait for him. No, never no. will. Never will. <laughs> but he's earning a lot of money. Yeah, he's yeah, doing you know, his DJ. He's doing his DJing. Okay, so Marble Mania. And did Didn't it, really did it, go anywhere. How long did you do it for? Because you find these things we start with Gusto and then you year. do... We oh, actually okay. started... I, it's, oh, this is a, um, a moral tale. <laughs> so we started it to try and kind of talk to these, the, the, the Tileys, the Portises of the world. Your Bryony Davidsons, those kind of people. She was another girl at my school, not a um, suffragette. And, <laughs> <laughs> she was far less politicised. And um, so, um, but then, because we had a little shop where we'd sell like tap that we got, and we started making a bit of money, and we kind of lost sight why we'd set the club up for. What you had a shop in the living room? No, uh, no, on top of the stairs, just outside my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you used to sell stuff like stuff you didn't want anymore. My mum, my mum worked at um, uh, uh, publishers, David and Charles. So she used to get the kind of books that, um, like those books that've got faults in them and stuff. And you used to sell them. Yeah, we were cleaning. We were making about ten pounds a week at one point. <laughs> and then. Did it all just fizzle out? Or did you... Did you? No, we sold out to Enron. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, it all just kind of... I can't remember why it ended. I think we all just went to secondary school. Yeah. I can still remember the running order of the tape, uh, which would start with Rhythm is a Dancer. And so it, it, was, a, it was big, because what we do, we'd all watch Neighbours, which would take us to six. And then 535. 535, yeah. And then we'd have a disco for an hour. Which, we'd just play the tape, really, and put the disco lights on. Rhythm is a Dancer. Uh, that song, uh, On a Ragged Hip. Oh, yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> um, you'd have to... Actually, there was more, but I can't remember them. I, I'd like to say E's are good, but I don't know I, if I'm planting that memory. Yeah, you wanted E's are good on there, but... You'd have to ask my brother. I bet he'd know. Yeah. That's another podcast for you, I suppose. Yeah, I'm going to start a new podcast called What Was On Josh's Mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Have you ever made you. bread? I love that stuff. But you do... That's so true that you create something to, to try and involve... It's like a way of cushioning any potential failure, isn't it? I'm a big cushioner of failure. I'm a big failure cushioner. Um... I t- definitely romantically because I was thinking this because I knew that Robbins would because um, I thought I'll go back through this and I'll listen to all the previous ones and I saw Robbins and I thought I'm not going to listen to that because that's going to be all like these big things he's done but uh, for women but I would never gamble I, I'm not a gambler like that like and I think the best example of that is uh, that I think everyone has a kind of percentage probability that they do the lean in Right, yeah, like a metaphorical lean. Like, well, oh no, if you were going to, if you were talking to someone you don't know and you thought I'm going to kiss them, I'd have to be about, I'd be about, I'd need to be about 98. I've never leaned in and failed. So you wait until. I need to be about 98 to 99% sure. (laughs) Whereas my friend Ian, he would go on a (laughs) 50 (laughs) 50. When he was single, he was very much, uh, if I lean in four times in a night and I hit it once, job done <laughs> whereas I couldn't handle that humiliation so I'd never put myself out there yeah what is would that, you be that, well I don't know if girls I'm thinking about that lean in thing now I think I don't know if I've ever been conscious that I'm the one initiating it but right, I'm cocky <laughs> <laughs> I just find my no, I, I think I, it's, it's quite an interesting thing I don't know if people agree with me if girls agree with me audience I'm not sure that girls at least the girls in Matlock initiated it as much as boys. Would you say that's true? That girls perhaps don't initiate it as much as guys? No. No. Okay. What would what would you so what would you lean in at? <laughs> what kind of yeah? No, I am pointing at you. <laughs> uh, what's your name, sir? Ross. So, what kind of percentage? Comp- are you single or? So if you were single, this is now awkward. <laughs> what kind of percentage would you need to be on? 70 to 75? It's quite low, isn't it? 70 to 75% sure that... Can you remember the first time you kissed? Yeah. Ben's just getting a microphone to you. That means that this is an important moment. <laughs> Have you also got that spotlight, Ben? <laughs> 
This isn't like Jeremy Kyle. Um, no, it's very much not. Uh, so, okay, so hello. First of all, uh, what, what, Ross and what was, your, what was your girlfriend's name? Kate. Kate, okay, cool. And what, so can you tell us about the first time you kissed? This sounds a bit, I mean, it sounds like a really pervy when I said it like that, but yeah. We were, yeah, we were really drunk. Uh, <laughs> we were in a pub and sitting outside and I... We went on for a bit too long, I think it's a bit <laughs> How long? Three or four years now? <laughs> oh, yeah, can you hold the microphone? Um, yeah, when you speak, can you? Uh, yeah, thank you. Just no lean problem. in. Thank you. Oh, Starch guy's helping. <laughs> I bet you've got some opinions on when to lean in. Oh, um, he'd lean on it on ten, I reckon. <laughs> I reckon he'd lean on it like two. <laughs> um, so, Kate, would you say it went on for slightly too long? Do you think that might be your memory because you were slightly drunk? I think I, I still feel a bit weird about it now. Actually. <laughs> well, can I ask, what would you have you ever had to lean out? Yes, I have had to lean out. Have you? Because I can't imagine. I think I'm too polite to ever lean out. I honestly yeah. think if like Eva Braun leaning, I would still go for it. <laughs> like, just out of politeness. I've leaned out. Um, I've actually lent out a couple of times. There used to be this guy, Matlock, who came up to us once when we were about 16 and went, show what are ya? In this accent, even though, show what are ya? 15, 16, me, I'm 25. Oh, wow. I know, I know. And then when we were about 17, we saw him again. He was 26 then. And um, he once tried to lead in uh, at the Pavilion nightclub, yeah, and I leaned back. Oh, I God. kept the same distance, so he leaned in and I maintained the same amount of gap. Just... Like, what, like, like if you're on a motorway, a stopping distance? Yeah. <laughs> Did you keep two chevrons between you? Yeah. <laughs> Only a fool breaks the two-second rule. Um, yeah, and, I, and also I've lent out in the sense that I, if someone has gone to snog me, I think I've sort of gone, mwah, and then oh, made it clear. Oh, that's the worst, isn't it? Do you think that's worse than leaning completely back? I don't know. Um... I suppose. Actually, I, honestly, my heart rate has gone up in like for the just the sheer awkwardness of even thinking yeah. about what that would be like. Well, it's hard. Like, it? Can, can you remember if you lent in, Ross? Or do you think you were just? I mean, people are often drunk, aren't they? I can't remember. To be perfect, he can't remember. Yeah. It's this. It, it's. It, I think you're both thinking often. Are we going to kiss? And then it's a bit like, when's it going to happen? Yeah. Well, I was talking to my friend um, Tom Crane about the classic things you do uh, when you're at that stage of flirting, when you're probably going to do the lean-in quite soon. And the, the classic we talked about is you'd always create a conversation where you compare the size of your hands. Oh, yes, that's... <laughs> God, yeah, that's so true. And then you just go, oh, my God, your hands are so small. Oh, and then you're, yeah. you're creating a situation where you've, you're creating body contact. God, yeah, that's such a good... A, a good and the other one we both agree... The other two we both agreed that are classic flirts. Um, any DM... I, I think, thought you meant Doc Martin. No, no. <laughs> if you're direct messaging anyone... Yeah. We know where that's going. Yes, I suppose not, that's not, true. Not, not if it's about a gig. Yeah, well, you... I'll tell you what... All right, then let's... If there's been a running joke, you haven't got their phone number, so you continue it as a direct message on Twitter. Yes. And the other one is, have you ever texted them a text that you're pretending is for someone else but you've sent to the wrong number? 
No, that's No, me neither. <laughs> Can't believe you almost fell into my trap. Is that what you text? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was meant for the fly. <laughs> Does anyone else, anyone else done Yeah, you've done that. Did you do that? No, I've just done has someone anyone else. Do, has anyone done that? Yes, Madam has done that. Madam so has done that. <laughs> the Queen's here. Did you know? Um, hello, what's your name? Meredith. Meredith, and you've got it, have you got that on, on your necklace as well? Yeah. Just in case you get hammered and forget your name. <laughs> <laughs> um, Meredith, so you've done that. You, what, can you remember what you texted to someone? Well, I texted one of my old teachers. <laughs> Whoa! Amazing. A, ma a man or a woman? A man. Yes. By old teachers, what do you mean? How old do you well, mean by old teachers? he was my teacher when I was ten. Whoa! Oh my God. How did you have his can phone we, can number? We, can we withdraw the microphone? <laughs> um, I found his phone number from his Just Giving page. <laughs> I bet you were hoping he'd be giving, am I right? Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, and I so, can I just, sorry. Am I allowed to stop this anecdote? Yes, of course. Because there's more questions than answers at this time. <laughs> so, had you always fancied him? Or, 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 wait. Or, um, or had you stumbled across him on kind of social media? Yeah, I stumbled across him. Right. Yeah. And what was, his what was his Just Giving page for? I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, not a weirdo. <laughs> I've often looked through Just Giving, just looking for hot guys. <laughs> can, I, can I tell a... I literally... I can't name this person. Okay. And it might, it might be... No, I can't. It might, because if I don't name them, then it could stay in. Okay, go on then. I've got a friend. <laughs> and I swear on my life it's not me, but I've got... It's not. Because I haven't got this kind of dedication or imagination. I've got a friend that once tracked down an ex's small LinkedIn picture and masturbated over it. Oh my God! Those LinkedIn pictures are tiny. <laughs> I know, and they're quite kind of prim and proper as well. That's, that's amazing. Wow. Why were you there? <laughs> yeah! <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so you found him on LinkedIn, you stumbled across him, and then you were like, oh, I remember Mr. Gray. No, that sounds like a Christian Gray, and I'm so not. What's, I remember what's Mr. The age Walker. Difference? I don't know, it was because I'd seen him at the station that day, and then I went to look for him, and then I found him. Okay. Did you not want to go up to him at the station? Like... No, it was, too, it was really too big an age difference to do that. <laughs> so what were you hoping that you'd catch up <laughs> so yeah what did you send him can you remember I had been to Madame Tussauds that day for my birthday I think my 15th birthday oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love everyone this is <laughs> were you part of a honey trap <laughs> Okay. Um, and I texted him pretending that I thought he was one of my friends and I was telling him all about how I'd been to Madame Two Swords. <laughs> and then he just texted me back saying, I think you've got the wrong number and that was the end of it. Uh, <laughs> oh no, so he never found out that it was you. Little Meredith, he was always so good at colouring in. <laughs> That's amazing. 
So did you did yeah. you try and make the text like attractive? <laughs> so you didn't say like stood next to Halle Berry, but <laughs> I looked hotter. <laughs> I think I actually talked about the Freddie Mercury waxwork, so no. Oh, and then did you I put a kiss? All the waxworks. No, no kisses. I was 15. Oh, <laughs> you just want... Oh, I sort of feel like... That, that, maybe the age difference, it might not have worked out. <laughs> yeah. But well done. I mean, you know, you've shown initiative, which is more than the rest of you. So don't be so judgy. Um, has anyone else done anything like that? Has anyone else ever done that? Kind of I pretended just, this, to... This isn't a... Well, it is a humble... I don't know if it is a humble break, but you need it for the story. Go on. But I don't know if it's connected, but I don't know who I'm next to in his phone, but about once every two weeks, Jonathan Ross calls me by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> He's never That's got in great. touch in any other reason. The only time I've been was after the Comedy Awards when we went to his house, which was very exciting. This really does seem like a humble brag. Yeah, no, 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 because no, I've got well, you. Well, you've in included me, yeah. But yeah. Every, no, about once every two yeah. weeks ago, oh, fucking hell. Yeah, wrong number, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you must fancy me. Yes, maybe he's doing what Meredith did. Meredith yeah. did. Maybe he's found you on Just Giving. <laughs> very unlikely, considering how little charity work I do. <laughs> um... Anyone else, has anyone else ever done anything like that? Come on. Oh, it can't just be me and Meredith. God. It's just me and Meredith. I'm trying to remember if I... I did text a guy once um, and say uh, who I fancied, who I was mates with. You know that thing when you're mates with someone and you sort of... I did this thing that probably... This is, doesn't sound very... like I'm a very nice person, but I think everyone probably would have done it. I did that thing where I was a bit like, oh, I haven't really got anyone to fancy. And you know, like, when you're cooking and you, you realise you don't use the back hobs very much, and then you're like, oh, yeah, they work. I saw, <laughs> I saw this guy and I was like, oh, yeah, he's all right. You know, he's all right. Um, and we'd always been mates. And then I texted him and said, um, will you go out on a date with me if... If you don't want to, don't answer this. And we'll never speak of it again. And if you want to, answer it. Oh, my God. I know. Harrowing scenario every time your phone buzzed. I know. Um, and then Did he, he reply? No, he didn't reply. Oh. And then I saw him and it was so awkward. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I'm still glad I did it. No, I was sober. And the worst thing was that to hedge my bets, I sent identical texts like that to two men. Um, to him and another mate, so I was like... And the night, neither of them replied. Oh, my God, that's no. harrowing. Well... I got, I got a story a bit like this. Amazing, amazing, yeah. amazing. Um, um, just for the people listening to the podcast, this is... Um, the most exciting person it could have been for this story. <laughs> this is the Starch guy. The starch You're going to be guy. forever known as the Starch guy. Um, yeah. What's your name? My name is Starch. Okay, nice. Good, good. I think it probably is. <laughs> yeah, what did you do? Uh, so, <clears throat> it wasn't what I did, it's what happened to me. Okay. So, there was a, uh, a friend of mine in high school who I was very close with, a girl called... Uh, Blank. <laughs> Blank and well, she might, she might, She might actually end up listening to this, so probably not a great idea. Sure. Do, do you know what she had in her lunchbox? <laughs> no. But, uh, yeah, so I was dating her roommate. She was a boarder, and I, was li- I actually lived near the school. Colin, so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Harder than it looks into Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's quite funny. But... Sorry. 
so yeah, we uh, <clears throat> when I broke up with a roommate um, a couple months later, we, you know, we, I was just sitting there and I got a text from her, and it just said, uh, "You might as well know, I love you." <gasps> oh. What can I ask? What time of day this was? <laughs> That's a great question, actually. Yeah. Thank it you was, much. Uh, it was 8 p.m. Ooh, which, early. in hindsight, is really bold of her. But, yeah. yeah, prime time. You could have <laughs> She's got the most to clash with. That. <laughs> She's gone up against EastEnders. <laughs> it was an American school, so no. The reality, Do it after news night, you've got nothing to... The reality is that The Simpsons had just finished and Family Guy wasn't starting for another half hour, so... There was a gap in her calendar. So, um, yeah, you know, so I did the only honourable thing that any six-year-old boy would do. I deleted it. Six-year-old? Sixteen. Oh, sixteen, sorry. You deleted it? I do look young, though. Yeah, no. Thank so you. Can I ask... Could you... Sorry, go on. When you deleted it, was that due to a lack of space because you had, like, a Nokia? <laughs> or, like, a kind hey, of hey. fuck you kind of move? Look, look, the 3330 was very advanced by that point. <laughs> it, it, it virtually was in three colours. So right? you didn't need to delete it? I didn't need to delete it, but I needed to delete it. Did you, when you were deleting it, did you know that thing? I did this sometimes where I think, if I delete it, I'll sort of forget it ever happened. Or were you just thinking, I don't want anyone to see this because I don't want her to feel embarrassed? Were you kind of doing it in a chivalrous way? I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know how to say at the age of 16, like, look, we're friends and, you know, I think you're wonderful and you're going to find the right person, but I'm just not into you and we should stop hanging out. <laughs> like, did you, what, what happened next time you saw her? Uh, nothing. Just acted like I'd never received it. Did and she act any differently? Um, I saw a hint of pain in her eyes. <laughs> a hint of pain, the new perfume. But I, I did the only thing any 16-year-old boy would do, and I she just was deleted contact it. lenses. <laughs> you did what, sorry? I did the only thing a 16-year-old boy would do, and I just kind of pretended that wasn't there either. So there's a theme. Yeah, yeah I think that was a good... I think that was the best thing to do. Yeah, because... Does everyone else think that? Yeah. I mean... No. So, I, would you rather know? Would you rather know? Just thinking, would I rather know in that situation? Maybe if someone said, "I don't feel like that way about you," but isn't that more awkward the next time you see each other? I think you should. I think it's a deeply personal thing. You can, yeah. you know, some people want that, you know, closure, and other people are just like, "Well, at least we're acting like it didn't happen." <laughs> yeah, and I guess she would have known that by the fact that you didn't reply. The thing is, though, I would think, like, but what if he replied and his phone fell under a lorry as he was pressing send? And, like, I never got... I bet, I bet, she, I bet she got a friend to text. I go, I'm not sure I'm getting my texts coming through. <laughs> no, I don't think she's that introspective, but... <laughs> but, you know, like... Uh, I get the no, feeling you're that introspective. <laughs> no, I'm quite have extroverted. A, have you got a girlfriend now? Uh, yes. My friend says yes, so, yeah. Your friend says yes. Yeah. And so you, there's no regrets over the... No, no. I mean, um, Blank is now uh, married with two children. Very happy. She Const only thinks of you once a week. Yeah. <laughs> I just, she rubs my face in it by showing pictures of two very beautiful, very happy children. So yeah. that's my loss. Oh, well, it doesn't sound like you've lost that much. You've got a lovely partner now, so... I really do not feel like Trisha. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. Trisha. That's quite an old reference. You weren't yeah, no, old Trisha. Sorry. Trisha's a chat show where she's yeah, sort of rap everything. Oh, no, okay. I understand. Oh, I used to be fat, so. 
Never has anyone been less heartfelt than you going, you've got a lovely partner now. I mean, I've not, I've not, don't know who it is. She's not here, but... I am. Um, I went when I did. Um, I did a show once called Frog in Love um, about a frog that fell in love with a duck, and I, I played a duck, a frog, and a rat. Was it a one-woman show? <laughs> it was a three-person show. Oh, sorry, um, I'm such an idiot. Um, <laughs> can't believe you haven't heard of Frog in Love. We toured around all the schools of Norwich, um, but I am. Um, I was based in Norwich. It was a theatre and education show. And it was one of my first shows, and we were based in Norwich. And Trisha is filmed in Norwich, and I made everyone yeah. from Frog in Love. So. Uh, I made the frog and the flamingo go to Trisha and uh, no one wanted to go and I just I, it was, I, it was a, a long time ago it was in 2001 and I'd never been on telly and I just really wanted to get on telly and I didn't care how so we sat in the audience and I wore a really uh, bright uh, a top a theme that's continued throughout your career <laughs> Um, I wore a really bright top and um, I, um, I sat there and the show was a reunion show so it was people oh, yeah. who'd been on Trisha so I was like oh shit maybe I'm not going to get on telly because it's not going to be one of those things that's as open to the audience comment but it was about people who'd been on Trisha before and like a kind of like well, how are they doing now and there was a woman on there who had abandoned her six children for like 20 years and then found them again and like being reunited with them and Trisha was like how's it all going now and they were like it's been really hard but we've kind of forgiven mum and it was quite a bleak atmosphere and then I was like I just want to get on telly I don't care how I don't care how so I put my hand up and then the mic came to me um, and and she was like yes and I and I, I, I felt really nervous um, and I was nearly crying but it manifested itself as like pure emotion and I was like I just think that you're an amazing person for getting back in contact with your children and the bravery that you've shown and you're such an amazing British citizen <laughs> and wow the, I know and then I sat down and I looked at the flamingo and the frog in a really smug way like yeah this is going to make the edit <laughs> Did it make the edit? It did. Wow, so is that still... How do they keep... They presumably keep everything these days, don't they? I don't know, and that was a long time ago. Like That was probably 2001, so... Well, they could um, probably track it down, couldn't they? Maybe, it'd be fun. They really wanted us to go back. They, like, offered us more co- uh, Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting down to the bottom of the emotional thing. And I just had like, I asked 48 questions, it was unbelievable. I bet but all of the questions were about myself. No. Um, so that'll still exist, won't it? I guess, yeah. yeah. Wow, um, exciting. I, I want to see that now. Oh, yeah. We should try and track it down. There's, is there works a, for Trisha. If anyone's listening, who works? Andy, there's a TV show called Before They Were Famous, isn't there? No. Yeah, yeah I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but are you going to go digging through archives to find No, but they, they've got quite a strong lead. 2001, yeah. Trisha, Norwich. Yeah, starring in Frog in Love. Yeah, <laughs> coked off her face. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that frog wasn't next to you. <laughs> Five minutes. Five okay, minutes. cool. I'm um, glad we've really summed up the... We've really dealt with love, and I don't think it needs that really anymore. Have. We've shown, we've wiped the floor with love. Yeah. Um, that's a horrible image. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up after yourselves. <laughs> Leave it as you found it. <laughs> um, oh, thank you, everyone. I've really enjoyed I've it. I've enjoyed myself. Yeah. It's been great fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay, cool. We didn't even oh, get emotional. We did a song. 
Oh yeah, let's do a song. Well, I'm going to do a song, song at the end. Um, oh God. No, are we expecting to get emotional? No. No, you don't get. You don't get. I don't emotional. really get emotional. Apart from, um, do you remember the penalties in Euro '96? <laughs> Southgate. Yeah. Talk about starch. Was it Gareth Southgate? It was Gareth Southgate. Bloody hell! How are you feeling about while you sat your mic? How are you feeling about um, Ellis's emotions when Wales are in the Euros? Do you think you'll take a back seat? Yes. But Ellis is going to be at the Euros, so... I said to Ellis that I'd finance your whole wedding if you did it on the day of England v Wales, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> OK, let's do it. Yep. Poor old Ellis. I think, he's look, I think he's very nervous. Ellis has um, well, got a job... Well, that's because him against his will. No, joking! <laughs> um, he couldn't really say no, though, could he? Because... I did it, I was very clever, I did it um, at my book launch, so it was like, uh, I had not done a book launch before, but it's quite, a sort of, it feels like quite a big night, and I sort yeah. of, I thought, well he can't say no now, or my memory no. of my book launch will be forever tarnished. Exactly. Very clever, trap him into marriage, it won't backfire. <laughs> okay. I've got a song for you to sing bits of. Okay. Right, okay. Feels like being back on the last leg. Right. <laughs> How many people can say that? <laughs> feels like I was. But it feels like I'm, it's not a phrase that you hear banded no, around. It's like, no. it's like the time I feel like I'm back on Trisha <laughs> in Frog and Love. <laughs> oh, right, you will be with the way you proposed. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they now? Ten years ago, Isabel Sotti. <laughs> right, there we go. Um, the things we do for love. The things we do for love. I've been talking to... Josh. Yes, yes, why not? Yes, good. I've been talking to... Josh Whitaker. Thank you, everyone. Um, Josh's girlfriend's name is... Rose. Her middle name is... Elizabeth. The things we do for love. Fucking hell, that was tense, wasn't it? <laughs> Josh is a vegetarian because... What? <laughs> the things we do for love. Uh, Rose's mum's name is Sam. The things we do for love. <laughs> the things we do. Shit, for this love. is tense. <laughs> the things we do for love. Rose does or doesn't have her hair highlighted. Uh, she does. The things we do for love. 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 Rose has got how many fillings? None, because she's perfect. <laughs> Four. No, I don't know. That's it. Do you know how many fillings Ellis has got? None. Do you know how many fillings Stephanie Tiley's got? 48. <laughs> <laughs> More fillings than tea. Just fillings she's floating filling. around. Yeah. Um, I can't, I can't top that. Thank you. I've, no, thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Lovely. Um, and thank you so much. You are, you. were a brilliant audience. So thank you for being so great. Um, please give Josh a big round of applause. And I've been Izzy Sutton. Thank you very much. The Things We Do For Love was hosted by Izzy Sutton and featured guest Josh Whittaker. The theme music is by Charlie Jefferson. Thanks to The Phoenix for having us, The British Comedy Guide for hosting us, and to Ash Caffrey and Katie Storey for helping out on the night. 
The Things We Do For Love is produced by Ben Walker for Fuzz Productions and the Internet. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed The Things We Do For Love, then you might also enjoy Izzy's new book, The Actual One, which is available in shops and online now. Please visit izzysooty.com for more details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.